Um, cool, man. So you wanted to chat on a topic this week around do you choose your beliefs or adopt them? Mm. Um, go for it. Well, my theory is I'm I'm often wondering how much of what we decide to do are our choices versus how much of the things that we do are things we learnt. Um, so I guess I come back to the idea of what have we been indoctrined into that we still believe now? Are they like, are they still valid beliefs? And how do these things we've been indoctrined to serve us if they weren't something we formed ourselves? So when you say the word adopt, you're talking about things that we've learnt. Yeah. Like like a like a <clears throat> like a nurture sort of thing, right? Is that I'm just I thought the use of adopt is the, the word adopt is interesting. Mm. So I think adopt is a bit different to to learning. I guess maybe you can part of adopting is learning, yeah. Because I feel like adopt is a choice still, like you're choosing to take on something or like to you're sort of actively bringing this in. Whereas if you're if you're indoctrinated from a which is a strong word sometimes, but from a the from the society around you, so to speak, or the people in your world give you a belief that you then you then you adopt or that you then you take a part of yourself. It's not so active, I suppose. It's more of a passive. Well, I mean, adopting, yeah, it does sound more active, doesn't it? Yeah. So you're talking more like what do the things we passively assume as part of our value system, given the people and the culture we believe we grow up in versus the things that we kind of try to pull ourselves out of the culture and then make a conscious decision to believe something that we feel is more yeah is more of our decision rather than the things that we've just come to come to believe that's it's yeah it's that's pretty much spot on um i think okay. my, my my example to make it like a bit more down to earth is you think about how um like the perspectives on food has continued to change and the way our parents look at health and exercise is yeah. different and to how we look at it so i look at them and go well have they ever they never had access to as much information as we have. So clearly we've got more information on the topic. How did they learn about this? Well, they were never took an active role in learning about this. They were passively taught these things from society. So their perspectives around, you know, cereal for breakfast or, you know, general norms like that have been adopted, but are viewed as something that's okay, but at their own detriment. It's, it's almost as if, though, that there are things that are in our society that allows us to make more choices of what we believe or the practices we do that than perhaps our, our parents or previous generations. I mean, I mean, to your point, we have so much information, then that information allows us to make different choices versus which is which and i guess the information overlook is a societal thing at the same time right it is like a a part of our culture now right we have access to all this stuff and so it's a bit of a it's, it's interesting how you think of previous generations that what their what their culture had didn't allow them to make 
these different choices, whereas now what our society and culture has is information that you can turn into knowledge eventually that allows you to, I guess, choose your beliefs more than just adopt them. Mm. It so is I guess... In, go on. Sorry. Um, well, I guess that's the, that's the thing is, I, is it worth us challenging those beliefs? Is it worth us questioning the beliefs that we have? Because if something that we haven't created as a foundation for ourselves isn't really a seeker of truth, it's something we've just kind of, we, it's a myth, right? It's a, it's a story passed down. We don't know the reasoning behind it. We just believe some stuff. And I think that is it worth, well, I think it is worth questioning anything we don't have solid reasoning behind. So when, what do you mean by solid reasoning behind? So if you question something more than a couple times and you get stuck, I'd say that's probably not solid reasoning. Um, so it's, uh, it's like, why is eating breakfast good for you? Because it gives you energy through the day. How does it give you energy? Well, your food needs to be broken down to give you energy. Okay, is that how you get energy? Yes. Does breaking down use energy? Yes. So you use energy when you eat food. Yes. So eating food doesn't give you energy right away. It takes away energy. Yes. So their argument's flawed. See, like the logic is that there is some knowledge behind your reasoning. Your rationale has good reasoning behind it. So it can stand up to scrutiny. Oh, you just got to zoom in. That's a cool little effect. <laughs> Did it? Did it just yeah. change? Uh, just yeah. tweak again. <laughs> um, so you're saying knowledge behind the reasoning. So I guess some foundation of rash of of end argument almost because you kind of talked the the way you pieced that last argument out was almost sort of circular, right? You kind of came back to the start at a different mm. point. So it's some it's some it's some argument or some um, some reasoning that you can go to an end point, right? Like this is why it is. This is why I do what I do, or this is why I believe what I believe. And it yes. doesn't. Yeah. Okay. And so. And in doing that, that that helps you make a choice about what you believe then. I think so. I think it does by putting your beliefs under your own personal scrutiny, right? Like, don't you think? Like asking questions as to why am I doing what I'm doing? Why do I, why did um, so many generations think, uh, you know, homosexuality was wrong? Why was that? Like if people maybe had the time to question themselves enough to understand where morality is in this, or what the value is in present in preventing it versus allowing it, then maybe the process we would have taken might have been really different. And so maybe the process in our lives too, when we look at the things we do, even the things we are really confident in, we should still be putting under our personal scrutiny. We should be deciding, is this something that I've decided based on my theories of reason or something I've adopted because that's what the people around me have adopted. But don't your theories of reason then are, are they not found? Are they not founded in what 
other people believe as well. Like if you can validate your argument, it's it's or validate your reasoning behind a belief, you're doing that on the presumption that when someone else challenges you on that, then they will agree with it in a, in a way or they'll come to the same reason. I guess it's just if it feels like you're sort of asking yourself in a way to, to take to, in order to challenge the adopted beliefs, you need to find, you need to input your own reasoning onto these beliefs. But to do that, your reasoning is still built in a whole set of beliefs, right? Like. That's right. So I, I don't know how you can then separate the two. Like you're, just, you're saying that the your reasoning is the reference point with which you then validate a choice. But how do you know you haven't adopted your reasoning in the same way you adopt the original belief? Uh, it's a good question. So how do you adopt, how do you ensure that the way you think, the way you question your beliefs, how can you ensure that those questions aren't tainted by the same society or same inputs that might taint those beliefs in the first place? Yeah. <clears throat> I think firstly for us to make no attempt at trying is not the approach. Yeah, no, no I agree with that. And I think, though, too, that through ongoing reasoning, we find, and through ongoing reasoning with ourselves, we can determine our own beliefs or our own reasons, right? Our own way of thinking. I mean, yes, there would be some influence from society, no matter what, but we can limit that by making an active effort to determine what it is that we're thinking. You see, like, I feel like if you go, breakfast is good for you because it's the first, like, it's first meal of the day. Why? Obviously. Like, the reason why we think that is we hear it on radios, we might hear it in advertising, or whatever yeah. it is, some message would pass down. <clears throat> That's pretty, like, standard to think that. Tell somebody to miss breakfast, I'm like, what the hell? That's bad for you. Mm -hmm. But there's no reasoning, there's, there's no actual thought that's been applied to that. There's no time to make logic a logical argument in oneself to have that. They've never had the time to question it. So I think the difference is maybe, even though your questions might be influenced like you're saying, the fact is that if you are questioning the beliefs in the first place, then you're already ahead of the game. Because if you don't question them at all, then you will have no reasons to them. And at least the reasons make logical sense to you. I, I agree that I think the effort is, is should be rewarded. I, I still struggle with an improved outcome in your beliefs from the, from the effort. Like, I think, you know, sometimes the genesis for, so you use the breakfast example, like what's, what's, what starts the question of whether breakfast is good? Is it, 
is it, is it an input from an outside source? Has a friend said something? Have you, you know, how have you come to start questioning that that belief? And yeah, I agree. I think it's good that you question, but then I <clears throat> I just wonder how you then conclude an improvement in your belief because you've attached some some re some additional reasoning to it, I suppose. But again, you kind of you're kind of really relying on that reasoning to be valid to say that you've done a better job of you've you've improved your your beliefs, so to speak, right? Like I I do feel like this is kind of tending to a conversation around like, well, is there some moral absolute that you then appeal to as your reference point for your belief system and does that then validate your decision making which is probably a separate discussion but mm. i just like i like I, I think about you think about like a young person right like you know um so like something that i that you know it's probably a pretty prevalent topic right now let's just talk this like this idea around like young kids who think of themselves as non-binary right or like a 12 year old child that wants to have a sex change like and you think about that 12 year old child going through that decision making process now whether or not they can make that decision is a different conversation but you think about them having started a thought process been introduced to a thought that says you can be something else and then how have they validated how they built that reasoning up behind that thought well they've probably gone on the internet and found social media reference points and celebrities that consider themselves non-binary and done so they've, they've gone down this sort of rabbit hole of reasoning that is founded in the resources around them right rather than pulling themselves out of that trying to take a more personal value approach to it um and when i and so i would say that it's probably dangerous in that sense for it's in making in for a 12 year old and i guess it's probably not the best example because they're young and there's a lot of decision making difficulties and being a 12 year old you can't make good decisions right and you're 12. but yeah. <laughs> but I, I you know but i think i guess just think of that situation where you can have a young person or impressionable person like who who is making decisions based upon or challenging beliefs based upon inputs from their outside world that they can't even challenge those inputs themselves. Mm-hmm. Does that sort of make sense? Like I just it does. I, I, it does. I I I I get. What, I think what you're saying is good around like you need to take a t- you need to take a moment to think. And I totally agree with that sort of retrospective, introspective moment. But I don't think that's how people challenge beliefs. Well, typically, I, I well, I'm not sure. I think you. I like the idea of that yes somebody might go out looking for reasons like um your binary 12 year old but like when we're doing an essay we're not just typing out what the person said we're putting it into our own words when we're coming up with our arguments 
we're figuring out and extracting the way we perceive it. And that's what allows us to delude, our, uh, remove ourselves from those dangers, I think, is by going, oh, okay, thanks for that input. Now let me apply it from all my other inputs, shake it up and, you know, make it my own. So that way you can take your own perspective out of it. And how do you measure if it's something good? I, I guess is this how it's like, is it serving your life? And the only way you can determine if it's like the life that you want is by questioning the decisions you're making, right? <clears throat> so I think there is some looping process, definitely. Mm -hmm. but, uh, mm -hmm. but yeah, only through getting more experiences and learning more and then putting it into a frame of reference that's appropriate for yourself, then we can actually question the beliefs properly. I just, I struggle with the idea that you can somewhat objectively put things in your own frame of reference. Essays are different. People have different views of points of view. No, Everyone read, yeah. reads the reads a book and gets a different message from text. Tone of voice is interpreted differently. But see, like again, like do you do you reinforce your own biases in that sense if you're focusing on your own reasoning, right? Shouldn't things feel a little bit uncomfortable when you challenge them? Shouldn't it be mm. <clears throat> like you think about the whole like it just reminds me of like, you know, when people the, the 2016 US election, when people were when social media became such a big part of it and people were fed the their their own rhetoric, right? So if you sort of searched, you know, anti-Hillary stuff, you were fed anti-Hillary things on Facebook and social media, and that sort of puts you that pushes you down your own uh belief system and provides you with more reasoning to believe what you believe and more fat like you you feel stronger that okay like yeah i uh, and i'm a republican and i think donald trump's you know the best and you know i don't want you know build a wall like all that sort of shit like you they, you, you you the world the society that we have now creates a bubble for us in how we consume information to reinforce our belief systems like i don't like I wonder if if you should just be satisfied that your reasoning that you have an endpoint in the reasoning should like I feel like you should be challenged or you should be a bit uncomfortable in the conclusion you make because that that should that's an indication that there's something different or you're heading in a different direction or you're at least challenging yourself in an effective way. Like I'm trying to Ooh, externalize interesting. A, reference, a reference. Like I'm trying to externalize it a bit because yeah. yeah, yeah, we can all read a book in the same. Like we all read the same book, get the different thing out of it. But then that that's the we are mo we are we are going to most likely get the thing out of it that we are most biased towards. Potentially, yes, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and and does that come to then a, a frame of a frame of mind, um, like to like, I guess what we want to do then is to not be biased towards those things, so to not read the books that we want to read. I mean, yeah, computers and AI do put us into those kind of categories, but the relationships we have with people, um, or like you said, the books we read, or even where we, what we search, places we visit, um, 
none of those things necessarily, I mean, I guess you're right, you could have some biases in what you're seeing there, but I guess it is to have that open mind then, isn't it? The way we, we go about looking at this, like if something does challenge us, like the obstacle is the way, like if something is difficult yeah. to, to go, oh, that's, that's challenging my beliefs, I'm going to actually spend a second with this and go, oh, okay, why is that challenging my beliefs? Why is that making me feel uncomfortable? And apply the same reason to that. So that way, basically, when I get challenged again, I go, oh, you know what? That doesn't make me feel uncomfortable anymore because I've answered the questions I had to it. As opposed to going, yeah, don't do what the, you know? like Yeah, yeah, as opposed to avoiding. Because that's the opposite, the, right? Of not yeah. questioning the, the beliefs. Yeah, it's it's being willing to engage in the dialogue that challenges what you think. In in, a, in go on. No, you are right in in saying that that would be. How do you even foster that mentality when you are in a like? How do you how do we are we out of this loop of not being influenced by reasoning? Yeah, our, our own bias and reasoning. Like, have we broken that loop because we're talking about it? Like, as if we've broken that the fourth wall. <laughs> like, probably that, I think what's it's you know, an expression like probably when you when you start to think you're. Uh, that, no, I'm, you know, when you start to think you're that person, you're probably not that person. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm being yeah. absolutely satirical. I'm like, no, no, I, I know. Yeah. I know. So, uh, I hate to answer the affirmative, but yeah, I think you know maybe you judge a person more by their actions and their willingness to like engage in that dialogue so like if you again you do do you are you the republican that sits with all the democrats and has a conversation or are you the republican that goes to the republican bar and talks to other republicans and gets fed you and then and and only socializes with republicans or like you know mm. you could be this you could still be a republican either way and vote that way but i you know you you are a much more uncomfortable at times individual by having broader conversations but you do get the chance to really challenge your beliefs when you have an honest dialogue or an uncomfortable dialogue and i think that's probably the the best way you can start to make your own choices if if you become uncomfortable about them for a few minutes mm. yeah because if because the opposite of love is indifference so if something's affecting you, then it clearly has an emotional connection to you. So it must drive something. That's a really good point. That is a really good trigger. If something does twi twinge you a bit, that's clearly a belief that you need to question. Yeah. Or, 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 or get a, maybe the question is the right word, a belief that you need to um, create some new foundation for. Because if, like, yeah. if you live in the Shire the whole, your whole life, and you'll, I'm going to, what's the best place in the world to live? You're at the Shire. I'm like, we don't fucking know. Yeah, <laughs> Just give yeah, a exactly. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, um, it's always, and, and I, I mean, to that point, like, once you do start to broaden your, your frame of reference, be it other, you know, in, in engaging other people in dialogue and their beliefs, then, it's so it's so interesting just as i think that becomes an interesting expedition as well although uncomfortable it is insightful and interesting like i was watching this documentary last night on netflix and it was talking about how in in senegal they have this 
uh, like this, the biggest sport in Senegal is wrestling. Uh, it's like this sort of bare knuckle boxing wrestling thing. But there's all this voodoo and like like witchcraft and they're pouring water on themselves and they've got like, you know, animal <laughs> liver on them and like it's it, 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 like to cleanse their spirit before the fight and all this cool. stuff. And, like, <laughs> but just, just like the commotion and all the village comes out to see the fighter and they're all yelling and like, holy shit, that's a different world, man. Like, yeah. That is just a different world and a different set of beliefs that like is completely and utterly removed from anything that I perceive my world to be, right? Like mm-hmm. that, like the, the narrator said that the fighter had spent his life savings on these, these potions and they were like, you know, it looked like Fanta in an old uh, water bottle. Like, this, like, but like, nah. this is, that's that's their that's their view of the world, and it's yeah. And and I think, you know, again, like, what's maybe what's a what's a bit of a not to say a test, but like, how do you how do you view that? Do you go, that's dumb, how stupid, or do you go, hey, there's like, does it make you curious? Does the oh, I wonder what they believe to believe that. Like what's their, what's, you know, cause again, have, what have they chosen? What have they adopted? What, what, how do they see the world? Cause it's clearly very different. And I think if you judge how they see the world, then there's a, that's probably a, again, a sign. Okay. Maybe you're too sure of yourself, but if you're mm. curious about that and that's the interaction and then, okay, well, that's an opportunity for you to get uncomfortable if you're curious to to look at those people with yeah without judgment mm. Mm, i think that's a good shout curiosity is a really good trigger and a good way to tell if you're not if you, you just dismiss new thoughts then you're kind of your own cult right like isn't yeah. that the idea of a cult like you don't um accept or allow any other thoughts than their own so i mean i feel like you're just your own little fuck off <laughs> commune. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In your mind, right? Yeah. 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 Um, and I don't think it's an all or nothing. I think it's just for some things. Most of us will have it for some things where we are our own cult leader, where we oh, don't yeah. even know. It's just like, nah, that's how it is. You know, that, that's the end. And we've, we'll nip, miss it for most of our lives. And unless hopefully good people call us out in it um, mm-hmm. so that we can be challenged. But I wouldn't be surprised if we have a few, and uh, and we talk about it as, some, as if something we're actively trying to seek. Imagine how tr- tricky it would be and, and tormenting it would be to have a lot of them, because there'd be a lot of things challenging your beliefs and the emotions that would be brought up all the time. Yeah, it must be yeah. really hard. <laughs> there'd there'd be a lot of anger there. Mm. Um, not even anger. I think pride probably is probably a better word like i think when you you know i think of prideful people as people who like you know who yeah who think of themselves as better than other people mm. i think that's effectively what pride is and um yeah and i think that manifests itself in a bunch of emotions but when you are when you're prideful you are not open to conversation about what you believe and 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 being challenged and you're, you're mm. not a nice person to talk to if you are prideful um mm. And, uh, and, and yeah, I think that that's a dangerous one in terms of reinforcing your own beliefs, but yeah, you're right. It, it, it's, 
a nicer experience to have a curious mind to challenge your beliefs or even like i'm not even challenging it's just even like okay what do you believe and why and it's not even like i don't need to sit there and justify myself to another person or justify myself to myself mm. i'm just want to also pick your brain like like you know sit down with a wrestler from senegal and be like okay what does that potion do and like tell me how, who told you that and where'd that come from and like how did you come up with that idea and like I don't need to sit there and try to tell him it's bullshit, like, or, you know, no. because it doesn't help, it doesn't help anyone. It'll help me, it'll help him. But, like, it, it just, it, it's a much better conversation when you're curious. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's so much more um, to that. that like, cause so many people I find get so dismissive of people they don't like. Like, mm-hmm. they're just so quick to, oh, no, I don't want to hang out with that person. But I love a Motley crew. Like, because I feel like it's so interesting to just be open to as many people, type of people as possible. Maybe not all the time, mm-hmm. um, like, depending on the day. But I just, I love inviting a bunch of random people, as well as my solid crew around. Because I love to learn about, I'm like, okay, that's an interesting way to live life. Uh, an interesting thing. And and I still, even if it, I feel like this person is a drongo, I try my best to be like, what can I learn <laughs> from from this situation? Um, I keep thinking to myself, like, um, at some point, every man is my teacher. Like, I love mm. that. You know, I feel like it tries to humble me to be like, oh, I'm, I'm a child. I feel like such a kid all the time. I don't know about you, mm. but I still feel like an absolute child. And first I was like, Sometimes I'm like, oh, fuck. I just want to feel like the adult feeling that I looked as, as a child looking at as adults. I was like, wow. I should feel like that. But now I'm like, you know, it's kind of a good feeling, I think. It's part of the support of knowing that I am still being curious. I still feel like a kid and still trying to learn. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure of myself, so I'm going to go and keep trying to find answers. Um, so, and I mean, what did we read? What was that lifespan book that we read? It was... Um, oh, the... Um... David or Daniel Leviton? Yeah, that's it, the changing mind. Changing mind. Yeah, that talks a lot about that. And that would imply yeah. and encourage that, that synergy with that perspective, wouldn't it? It's the idea of staying curious and young uh, and learning just encourages. Yeah, and actually, I think a lot of his research in that book was around that very idea that the more, effectively, the more you are willing to challenge yourself, the more neural pathways form in your brain and the more active you stay and, and therefore the longer you have the chance to live. And I think mm. that's it's an interesting point, you know, keeping that curious mind might even help you to live longer um, because you get the chance to, to have a more active brain because your brain forms new neural pathways and new neuro, new neurons form and get used in different ways and your brain stays active and you get the chance to experience more than if you just kept digging those current neural pathways over and over and over again and get mm-hmm. trained. You never get the change and then you get bored and tired and stubborn as an old person, then <laughs> it's a different experience, right? No, it's a good point. It's 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 almost a, almost biologically speaking better to have a curious approach to your beliefs mm. yeah um, i think so yeah i just actually I read this quote this morning i thought was relevant to this conversation um and i guess it's t- to the point it's probably still okay to talk to someone and get their beliefs and 
still land in a position where you go, actually, I appreciate what you've said, but I still think I'm comfortable with what I believe. Mm. Because you, I think, yeah, you still need to be able to voice an opinion that's that's contrary. And I guess, and this is what this quote says: is let's let's start with the test. Do you have any opinions that would you be you would be reluctant to express in front of a group of your peers? If the answer is no, you might want to stop and think about that. If everything you believe is something you're supposed to believe, could that possibly be a coincidence? Odds are mm. it isn't. Odds are you are just think you just think whatever you are told. And to your point, like, well, you need to, in order to not just have adopted everything you do need some things that you go actually and we're going to be a little bit of a, a you know a go against the grain here because then it's those it's those things that you can actively choose to sort of go against the grain so to speak and things you mm. haven't adopted but chosen but in those things that you've chosen not being prideful about they're not being yeah arrogant or or, or judgmental of others that think otherwise like having that dialogue which is which is so hard to have with people in an honest and, and way like to, to 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 be able to to voice your opinion and 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 not have the group judge you i think is oh i that's thinking is a rarity thinking, that's thinking too far ahead i think if you're thinking that far ahead there's still much work to do right like yeah it's just being able um like talking to it about people about like talking to your others about your opinion do you think that's part of what justifies it like being able to do that or convince them i'm not trying i don't think you want to i think convincing them is probably not the goal right it's it's no can you articulate it can you be comfortable in your articulation can you be curious about the opposite side mm. and and i guess comfortable to either land somewhere different or the same spot but as long as you're Again, I guess that curiosity maintains, then you can have that contrarian opinion and 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 not have to you know be a difficult person to talk to about it. I can still be interested in what you've got to say and not agree with a word of it. Yeah, and yeah, still yeah. ask like but like that's like I like I remember there's a Richard P. Feynman book talked about them making the first nuclear bomb and they all the greatest minds in the world are in a room. Um, which is the book? I can't remember. Anyway, greatest scientists in the world in a room. And they all go around and say their ideas. And they're all different ideas. And they all stop at the end. And the guy leading the, gr leading the group goes, so obviously scientist one, the first person, had the best idea. So we're going to go with that. And then everybody agrees. I'm like, isn't that brilliant? That a bunch of people can argue for all these <laughs> yeah, points yeah. and argue their side and have no emotion attached to it. Yeah. Because that's what we end up getting, isn't it? Like we get so, like I think you said it before, the prideful. We get emotionally attached to these ideas. Mm. We get shut mm. down from them, and when that emotion stirs, we resist against it, as opposed to like flowing with it, like ugh. And so, I guess, like, sorry, go on. I mean, no, I was just gonna say, like, it's so natural for us to want to to feel that that's a good thing. Like, it's so good to feel right. It's so, it's it's a natural. It's an odd flaw, I think, in hu the human experience to to feel pride, to to feel like, and I, and I yeah, and I, you know, I I think pride pride is effectively pretending it's your god, right, or, mm. or you're something like equivalent to a god. And what is what is a god? A god is someone who's higher than other humans. So prideful human is someone who puts themselves above other people, right? 
Mm. And and C.S. Lewis talks about this a lot. Like he's like pride's the number one sin. Like screw everything else. Like like pride is the most dangerous thing. I totally agree. But it's interesting, like how how prone we are to to biases at the same time, to being set in our ways, to how good it feels to be prideful, you know, mm-hmm. how, and, and that's, that's why things, that's why, you know, things take off. That's why people have arguments. That's why people are set in their ways because it feels good to feel right. Mm-hmm. It feels good to, to win an argument. It, it feels good to convince someone that they're wrong. Like these are all very natural things that feel good. And it feels it, it we, on the other hand, it's not comfortable to to be challenged and we don't tend towards those things we often tend towards the 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 simpler or we tend towards things that we know right and i think that's maybe even biological as well um but yeah interesting how 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 natural it is for us to become prideful we do lose focus don't we i think we call it the idea of uh, like seeking truth in what we do and we get caught up with pride and emotion and things like that i mean sometimes the lines of truth get blurred but but yeah like um we do we forget to to consider more options or take ourselves out of our own perspective um it's really tricky and it does feel good to to just give in to all these emotions and just let them ride mm-hmm. but i don't know if that's always like I, I personally never think that it's the best way to serve your life is to no, be no. a slave to emotions um, or and feeling and then a slave to your beliefs as a result because if they're emotionally taught like tied up then like i mean what are you you just end up torturing yourself because you believe in so many different things and that foundation is so solid in a world that's constantly changing yeah that's true too right that's that's mm. you, you have to evolve as the world evolves as well um yeah i've got a um a quote i wanted to read as well from nietzsche in regards to belief Uh, if you wish to strive for peace of soul and pleasure then believe if you wish to be a devotee of truth then inquire that's cool yeah that's cool that's exactly what we're saying right Mm -hmm. you want to try to find some level of truth and yeah inquire be curious right yeah that's a cool quote yeah, it's an interesting. It's, I'm glad that you see a lot of it the same way, and I think I got mad respect for some of the perspectives you took with evolution, and that's a good example of an evolving mind, I guess, around being more open to different thoughts. And I think I had the same thing around the same time, like mm-hmm. late twenties ish, that my beliefs, the things that I seemed to be like so stringent with in my earlier twenties, not just religious stuff, but just things I assumed about the world. Um, like seemed to change uh, did mm. that did you feel like that was a similar thing to you that as you got to this really truly independent point whether you're definitely not kid anymore that your belief systems were kind of challenged and i mean for me looking in it looked like you took that on quite well um how did you go with it did you struggle with it if that's the case no i think that's an interesting point um you're probably right in saying that when as i have removed my as i've forced independence on myself or i've become more independent in my own world then i think my thinking has evolved little in that way um in, in a t- in a timeline standpoint but i mean to answer your questions that how, how did i go with it i think 
it, admittedly, it was a bit of a scary book. So there's a book that I read about um, called the the I think the lost uh, the lost history of Genesis one or something to that effect. It's a short little book and it's by a Christian scholar and effectively talks about um, just a, a different way to read Genesis one. And, and in fact, in reading the book, because actually I went to start the book one time, read one chapter of it, I'm like this is way too much for me to take on right now like my life was a bit crazy at that stage so i put it down like i don't want to have yeah. to like deal with this so so yeah one it was it was a lot of work to kind of challenge that belief that this is how the world started like this was a very fundamental part of my upbringing and, and how i viewed the world but once and I, I think i picked it up maybe six or 12 months later so it took me a while to, to go back to it but i always wanted to go back to the book and it's a short little book it's really easy to digest really well, well written it's a great argument and I kind of finished the book and I walked away. I'm like, I actually feel, and this is his point as well. He's like, when you read Genesis like this, it's actually a really nicer way to read the book. It's actually a, a like, it's actually a, you feel more, uh, I, I guess, what's the, what's the expression? Like, I guess I felt like my faith was, was, was built up rather than teared down. So it's big, right? So like what in going into something that I thought I'd be, challenged my faith and my belief in god about like i actually felt like oh no actually i've challenged an existing belief and i feel that you know i'm i'm stronger because of it right so Mm. it wasn't like this sort of sort of you know defeating sort of argument where i was kind of beaten down into this oh so wrong or like oh this is so hard to put to digest like Mm. it was actually I guess you know, liberating. You could use that word and, and and freeing a bit, but in that liberation, there was more to be found. I suppose to to, to that point. So, um, I think it is, you know, it's again like it's once you sort of go through the 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 difficulty, you emerge better for it. And I think once you know, as I went through that sort of the challenge to a core belief in my life, I kind of emerged better for it and and had shifted my thinking. Um, and so, yeah, I guess, you know, how do I go with it? I was, I'm, I'm quite surprised as to how much better off I felt having challenged that, that core belief. Mm. Um, yeah, I was really, it was a good experience in that sense. So did it, and it's an interesting one too, because that it, I guess summarizes everything we're kind of talking about, right? Like the process you went through and how, because it was difficult, it's a good sign as something to lean into so that you can create a better foundation for your overarching beliefs. Like, I guess yeah. like it's almost like a tree, right? There's some foundational ones that are supporting some lesser ones, like whether you believe in evolution or not, isn't going to determine if you're a Christian or not. Right. So like maybe exactly. we call this a C grade belief, you know, it's yeah, like a, yeah, yeah. a branch of a branch. Um, I mean, even that, still like that, you start, to, you start to put things in perspective that it's like, actually, this isn't core to my belief system. Like this isn't what, and it still yeah. was difficult. It still beat you around yeah, a bit. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was still something that took months to deal with. Like, yeah, it, it was confronting for sure. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think uh, about the um, no, just as you said, I think about this analogy that C.S. Lewis uses sometimes. He sort of talks about when you go to the dentist, you have the toothache, you know, you don't just want to, uh, you don't want him to kind of beat around the bush, you need him to go in there and rip the whole fucking thing out, uh, and you know, and, and, and pull the tooth out, right? And there's this sort of sense where it's like, well, 
if you go into these kind of system like these opp opportunities where you challenge your belief system or you have these converse these curious conversations you can't just be there with like to use your analogy of a tree like you can't just be there with a set of pruners trying to trim it up and make it look tidy you need to be there with a fucking chainsaw and i think you know, yeah. pull, pull the roots up and i guess like you know when you pull the roots up and you plant a new tree or a new belief then like hey that might look a lot better and i think in my case like it was kind of difficult to dig exactly. down and and like you know it was a lot more work and it hurt a bit more trying to pull the roots out but it was you kind of end up with this nicer this nicer tree for having done it i think there's a better analogy too as roots because these little beliefs all support the big belief like i think that's a i think that's a good point um very interesting point mm. so that that's really that's way more scary that's way more scary like, because I, I see what you're saying from before. I, I, because I generally love to, because you're saying like it's hard to be genuine when you when you're trying to to be curious with people, and and I, I always feel like no, I feel like I really am genuine, but genuine, but I don't feel like I'm going in there with the ready to have my roots ripped out. Yeah, maybe yeah. often, sometimes it might even be, um, not intentionally, but there may be maybe some sort of patronizing nature to it, like you were saying. Um, but I really do try to calm my mind and really listen, but. I don't think I'm as receptive as I should be because that's a really good point. You should come in with the willingness to have the roots ripped out. Uh, it's super hard. I mean, it mm. took me a took me about a year to look at a book that was staring me at the face every day. Mm. Like, let alone a conversation with someone at a party or something randomly where you're willing to get that exposed so quickly, right? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I, I mean, I, I couldn't be there either. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, yeah, and this sort of, you know, you ask some questions, you try and play nice, and it's like, well, when do you, yeah, what, what, at what point do, does it turn from sincere to like, all right, well, this guy's done. Can we, can we wrap this up, please? Like, I think I'm done chipping yeah. away the like, two leaves off my tree for today. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's um, <laughs> a hard one. It's a hard one. Mm -hmm. Cool, man. I think that was a good chat. Mm. I um, I think your so quote th from nature summarizes it well. Did yeah. You? If you wish to strive for peace of soul and pleasure, then believe. If you wish to be a devotee of truth, then inquire. It's actually the, the first part's true as well, right? If you want to strive for, for for pleasure, then believe, right? So like prideful, being prideful is so pleasurable, right? Like it feels so fucking good to be right. Yeah, yeah. Like, so yeah, strive to believe in something, right? Strive to be right, because that feels good. Otherwise, if if you want to really seek the truth and inquire and rip out some mm. roots and, and, and start again. and which 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 we agree though, creates a better foundation, a better rationale, good reason and a better life. I agree, hundred percent, and I think you know it's almost it's it's founded in 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 biology, let alone just philosophically speaking. Mm. Mm. Like we spoke before, yeah, that's right. With that ch um, changing mind, wasn't it? Yeah, By Dave, yeah. Daniel Levitin. Daniel Levitin, yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, cool. That's good. Well, thanks, Dave. Thank you, man.